You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewart, and as always, I have Jeff Gargas with me in the house. I like how I didn't get the pretty awesome or pretty okay Jeff Gargas. I just got well, Jeff Gargas. I pick tonight. on you sometimes. Usually yeah. I say that you're wonderful, and you're pretty wonderful. <laughs> Well, we have so much in store for this episode. I know we say that every single time, but I feel like every time we record an episode with an incredible educator, I am just so stoked for all of you to hear it. But before we get into all those details, Jeff, how is your week going? Oh, my week's going awesome, Ray. Super excited. And I say this about every episode too, but I cannot believe we're at episode 22 um, already. This is awesome. It seems like just like a week ago, you and I were like, hey, let's do this podcast thing. And the team was like, yeah, you guys got it. And we just started. Um, but 22 episodes, super, super excited about that. Um, really excited about this episode. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a little bit biased because this is like, this amazing woman is one of, I feel like is a great friend of mine, even though we've only actually like met one time in person, it just feels like so much more. Um, and I know you're super, I know you're super jealous, but we're we're close enough where we were able to just meet in the middle. It was only a you know, like an hour drive for each of us. We got a coffee. It was awesome. It was a really long cup of coffee. Um, but she's been in our network for a while now. Um, we love having her, Kristen Nan. She's a uh, a third grade teacher in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh PA area, um, and 21 years under her belt. And what I love most about it is that 21 years, and she is an absolute risk taker, and just a disruptor in education. She's doing amazing things in her classroom. Uh, she'll describe herself as a dreamer, an optimist, a disruptor. Um, but she she really, she just empowers her students. She believes in power in there. And she goes, I love her her true grit, which we'll have her get into, um, that she instills in her students. Um, but I'm super excited to just kind of like just have some fun with you tonight, Kristen, and let you just kind of go and share all of your aw- awesomeness. So Thank you so much for taking some time and hanging out with us and having some fun. How are you feeling right now? Oh, my goodness. Thank you both so much for having me. I, I'm loving that uh, we're getting some time together. And yes, Ray, I did get to meet up with Jeff. I'm <laughs> hoping one day we get to have our coffee together, too. I'm <laughs> jumping in my car right now. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. I, I am just really pumped to be with you guys tonight. So super, super excited about this. You know, obviously, Jeff gave you a pretty good introduction on your background. But when somebody actually comes up to you and says, hey, what do you do for a living? I mean, how in the world do you respond to that? Oh, my goodness. What do I do for a living? I I am actually pretty direct with that answer. Like, you know, I'm a third grade teacher. You know, some some people start that answer off with like, I'm just and I am so far from just I am a third grade teacher. But I tend to go into that in the whole like dreamer, the optimist that I am, I I tend to be that um, cups half full type person, which can really, really, really throw like those fun suckers in my life, like off kilter. Um, I just I'm a disruptor. I tend to take anything that is like, you tell me it can't be done. I can guarantee you I'm at least going to try to get it done. If you're going to zig, I might be zagging. Um, So I, I just I'm one of those lucky ones. I 
love to be in the classroom. So I get to help make that magic, um, that magic of learning. I, I get to be a part of that every single day. I try to be that one that ignites that fire within my students. Uh, like Jeff said, I love to empower my students. So when I get them, you know, they're, they're seven, eight years old and they're just trying to find their voice. Most of them don't even know they have one yet. So when I get them and all of a sudden that choice is um, becoming relevant in their learning, that is like this aha moment, these light bulb moments that happen in class from the very beginning. So uh, yeah, I, I'm so much more than a third grade teacher. <laughs> You really are. You are so much more than a third grade teacher. Um, and but you have been a third grade teacher for twenty one years, and that's a lot I of years have. to be there. And and I know you've gone through. You know, a, a, you've seen a variety of administration changes and uh, policy changes, and just changes in general in education. And I know you and I have talked about failure before. We talked about it a lot. You 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 talk about it a lot in your True Grit and stuff like that as well. But can you? Would you mind sharing a time that you failed? Kind of grab one of the one of those times and pull it out and share it with us. Tell us what happened, how it made you feel, and then let us know like how you overcame that and then what did you take away from it. Okay, so um, yes, uh, it's kind of like I know that this is like almost a buzz phrase right now of failing and like what that looks like and not to be afraid of it. Um, there, I look at them more like hurdles for me. Um, I don't know that I've ever like just really legitimately failed um, so epically that I didn't see it as a learning experience. And so I kind of walk away seeing that a little bit differently. Um, but I've had so many crazy hurdles. I've had so many moments go totally sour. Um, and it really is not about that moment at all. It really is what I've done um, beyond that moment. And that's pretty much what I tell my students to do. So um, to get specific with you, uh, I guess I'm going to hone in on the fact that I've always taken great pride in the relationships that I have with my families. I'm very much, um, I, I do, that's a sense of pride of like being a part of their world and bringing them into mine. And I guess I like fallen back on the fact that I, I feel like my community members know that about me. So I had a parent uh, challenge some of the decisions I was making over these last few years of taking some serious risks. And they weren't they weren't keen on them at all. They very apprehensive, and um, the questioning started coming. And I was uncomfortable, but I'm okay with being uncomfortable. I just felt that I was completely prepared to just show them my passion and you know what this was going to look like. And you know, without risk, we're we're never going to know that unknown. We don't want to leave room for regret. So I felt like I was completely prepared for this parents questioning. And um, I even had some um, actually admin in my life, like say to me, you know what, you know, just be careful. You know, this can be one of those tough challenges that it's come our way before. Just make sure you're prepared in a, in a way that you, if you need me to be a part of the meeting. And I thought, no, I got this. I never had needed anyone before. Um, but it actually became a very, very sticky situation uh, very quickly. Uh, it was a something that I wasn't prepared for, not being able to speak um, on my behalf or like the student's behalf, what I thought that looked like in the classroom for their child because they were so heated over these changes. These changes had them so scared. They were fearing the worst. They were afraid of, you know, little to no mm -hmm. growth. And each time I thought I was going to be able to explain myself, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they were too, too, their anxiety was too high to be able to hear me. So the phone call ended with um, 
I, I was hung up on. And I sat there and I'm going to be very honest. I, I, I cried that to me, if I, I couldn't believe I failed to be able to communicate with those parents, how important these changes were for me and for their child and for education as a whole. And I honestly like sat there. I thought, what, what do I do? What am I going to do? Um, I knew the answer wasn't to call them back right away. So I didn't, I just kind of sat on it for a little bit and I just really stopped and I thought, okay, listening, I needed to listen. I needed to remember all the things that they were so concerned about. And I dug into some information, I called them back up and I kept calling and calling and they were really, um, it was a struggle for months and months and months. And at the very end, the amount of growth that their child had was so huge. It was so immense. And, um, Actually, that information came out in the summer. I no longer even had their child, but I took the time to call them because once they're mine, they're always mine. And I wanted to make that connection yet again. And I felt like the biggest failure on my part in that situation would not to have been having one more conversation. So we took time to celebrate and we took time to connect. And they really appreciated that I was listening at all times and not being defensive about um their questions that they were allowed to throw me out there, like throw those questions out there and throw me out there to be so vulnerable to have to, I guess, in some ways defend my changes. So that would probably be one of the biggest, most current ones that I, I've had. Mm. I love I love how much detail you give and you really took us in there. I really appreciate that. So can you, can you flip it now? Can you flip it to a success? Let's talk about a time that you've had where, you're, where you sat back and said, that was success. That felt really good. I know you've had a lot, <clears throat> but can you kind of take a take a specific one if you can pull one out and just kind of tell us what it was? Why was this, why was it a success in your eyes? And what did you take away from that? Okay, so um, with all these changes, uh, with my new admin, as you and I have talked about before, uh, and actually with both of you, I those changes have been such a huge. It's a, it's a culture shock and culture change for the better. And I was ready to like just blow the doors, the walls off of learning. And I have to say like connecting to Twitter um, was by far one of the biggest game changers for me. And through all of the connections that I made, all this global learning, having all these educators in my back pocket, I was able to go into the classroom every day so much more um, like educational power behind my message uh, because if I didn't know it, I definitely had connections to people who did. So my students were able to then see like, you know, this is not all about Mrs. Nan. This is, you know, Mrs. Nan's just going to give us, she's gonna connect us where we need to be. And so with Remake Learning happening in Pittsburgh, they were, they were remaking their own mindsets and what education looked like for them. And throughout this, uh, I guess like maybe like a little bit over a year's time frame. All of this was unfolding. So many different things were happening. It was getting out there of all these changes. And last year, um, pretty much to the date, uh, the Steeler Chevron um, that they have where they award teachers in education uh, for, you know, that game changing innovation uh, that's happening and that, that practice that's coming to place and they showed up at our school and I'll be honest with you like I thought that like when they asked me to come down with my third grade team I thought like this news was all about our students getting iPads <laughs> and <laughs> I I walked down I was so pumped for them I'm like 
boys and girls, I think we're getting the iPads today. Five iPads, mind you, but that's how darn excited I was. I was like, I think we're getting the iPads. And we get down there, and here we are. Like, you know, there's a representative from Chevron there. It, you know, balloons, this huge, big check waiting for me. And, um, you know, I didn't even know. I'm filming the whole thing thinking my kids are going to, like, go nuts. And I am about to tweet this out. And all of a sudden, like, they turn the check around. They just, like, call my name out. And it was probably the most magical and humbling award um, that I had ever received because I have been blessed to have a lot of, like, great things come my way. Uh, but this one was for innovative practice. And after 21 years, if I can be recognized for innovative practices, I know I'm doing right by every child. It actually chokes me up. Mm, I love that story. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Cool stuff. I have to say, a lot of what you, when you started that story, some comment that you said that really hit home for me was, that if you, you're so connected that if you don't know something, you have somebody in your network that can help support you in finding the answer. And I think that's not only true with the network that we're building virtually, obviously how we've been able to connect and, and, you know, the millions of other people using Twitter educators that are connecting with teachers around the world. But something that I just so hold true to, and Jeff, you know, that this is like something that I love, but being able to support teachers in you know, bringing experts into their classroom and their community because teachers don't have to be experts in everything. They just need to know how to find people that can support their students. And obviously, not to get off track, but in my classroom, when we're able to use our themed internships that are sponsored by local businesses, I mean, we're able to bring in experts in a variety of different fields to to share all that knowledge with students. And I'm worried that sometimes teachers feel like they need to you know, be experts in everything, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that with the amazing resources that we have in this innovative world, I mean, ignorance is a choice to be able to go out, you can always find the answer. And so I loved your focus early on and in, in your amazing story of success of how you can always connect, you can always find the answer, as long as you know who to reach out to and really having that network to do so. Which and that's just it. You nailed it when you said choice, Ray. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. It, you nailed it. it. It is a choice. It really is. I mean, you know, making those connections, that di that wasn't an epiphany. You know, that didn't happen overnight. I didn't wake up one day and like open up, you know, my Twitter account and all of a sudden I just, you know, it magically appeared. Like I made a choice to follow some very amazing people who then connected me with other educators. And, you know, that led to getting into book studies and boxer chats and, um, you know, that all those different mediums that you bring into your life, you're bringing them in for your kids as well. And I, you know, not to get into it too much, but, you know, that ego in education, um, it's, it's kind of a fine line between the ego and education that, um, you know, people do believe in themselves as being the one that has all the answers. And plus, it's the experience that we've all had um, as we've all been raised. Who was our person that we went to? The teacher. I mean, you, we didn't really turn left or right and talk to our classmates. We, the expert in the room was the teacher. So a lot of us as educators base our own teaching methods off of our own examples. So it's, it's just time to shift that mindset. Well, and it's true. I mean, we welcome educators, you know, we welcome um, experts in our field into uh, my classroom all the time. And when I talk to teachers about this, 
they're always saying, oh, you know, they're worried that if you bring people into your classroom, you're welcoming criticism. And actually the opposite happens, right? When you allow other people to be leaders in your students' growth and allow them to be a part of that process, there's so much magic that our world is able to see that's going on in classrooms around the country that, that aren't making it onto the news or anywhere else. Exactly. Absolutely. So obviously that's what gets me excited about education is just <laughs> the, net, wow. the network that people are building and not <laughs> yes. only in their community, but virtually and how big of an impact. I mean, think about, and now I'm getting off topic, but gosh, like those um, mystery Skypes that people are doing. We do them. Yes. Oh, oh my can goodness. you talk about those? Oh my goodness. They're so fabulous. I, I have never been so excited to teach about hemispheres in my life. I mean, it's like we would get into the globe and we would get into, you know, your continents and it just seems so, the content seems so dry. We would try to spice it up with poems and YouTube videos and you're trying to do all these things. But honestly, we it was just a matter of like giving such a depth of like a low depth of knowledge the information was just here it is let's regurgitate it and move on and now oh my goodness you connect with another classroom and you know of course as the educator you know which classroom and where they're located but here your kids are they um you know we do break ourselves into teams and i'll have a team that are like working on the computers i'll have a team that are working with the map i'll have a team that are like brainstorming the questions and we literally like you ask a question and the kids will pretty much tell you yes or no like pretty much if you're hot or not um and you kind of eliminate based off of that so if you say you know um you don't really want to get into too many yes or no questions because that can you know you really want to steer them into the right questioning but if you just say you know are you located in um North America, and they say yes. Well, obviously, now you're honing in on North America itself with your countries, and you just kind of keep going from there. And then they might ask a hemisphere question. Now they're they're going to get into, um, you know, their cardinal directions, and then they might be talking about bodies of water, and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And their thinking is just so critical. And then they start googling these questions, um, you know, they might talk about their climate. And all of a sudden, you're introducing information that, you know, might be three chapters down the road, but it's so relevant in that moment, and you didn't even see it coming. You're not going to say, oh, let's stop that questioning. They're like, let's do this. So it, by the end, you know, sometimes they've guessed it, and sometimes they haven't. But the experience itself, they will walk away. They can tell you what cardinal directions are. They can tell you the bodies of water. They can tell you, um, you know, how many continents there are. And it is like with a beaming smile on their face, like total ownership of, you know, this mattered to me today. And then they're going to tell you about the people they connected with and the relationships they just built. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, this is what it's all about. This <laughs> is what education is about right there. So well, yeah, the mystery of- is amazing. Well, and for those teachers that are listening and may not know all about Mystery Skype, I mean, truly, the educators on the back end are connecting and saying, hey, our classrooms are located in different parts around the world. Let's connect. And then the students have to identify where the classroom's located. And so the the amazing examples that you just provided, Kristen, are all the deep questionings that your students can do to try and locate where the classroom is around exactly. the world. Yep. So amazing. Hey everyone, while we take a quick break, I wanna make sure that you know about all the free stuff over at teachbetter.com. We have obviously those free online courses we talk about all the time, but there's also really great eBooks and guides. We have 
standard-based grading, parent communication tricks and tips, district implementation guides, observe me posters, gamification badge kits, and so much more. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com to check those out. So originally what I wanted to ask you was what you were excited <laughs> about in education right now. And I feel like you've touched on so much of it. Is there anything else that you're excited about in education and what we're doing? You know, I um, I think I have probably touched on it, but the, the whole going global, um, the fact that our learners, um, it's not just about where you're growing up. I mean, you want to appreciate your area and your community and your history, but the fact that your learning is not isolated one community, that, that your learning is literally, I mean, that you can collaborate across the globe. That is just so powerful and so exciting. So I think that that in itself, I do have a very special person in my life at a local college at Grove City College, um, Dr. Sam Fesich. She had reached out to me a few years ago. She was um, bringing something very new to the table uh, in education, and she wanted to have her pre-service teachers become virtual students within a classroom. And I just thought that just sounded like the most awesome experience. And so I've been doing this the last few years with her where I become a co-op and I now have so many different educators in my district and we've connected with other educators on Twitter to, you don't have to be available in person, it's virtual. And then what happens is these pre-service teachers in their freshman year of college are coming into the classroom right away. And this is a tech class. So everything they do is all tech related, um, the different apps. I mean, we know apps are changing daily. So, you know, the months are going by and they we give them the topic or the concept that we are teaching in class. And then they find an app or the app that they've been assigned and they take our material and plug it in. So all of a sudden, their own learning becomes more authentic because they have an audience, a very authentic audience. And my students are having an opportunity to connect, uh, you know, with this this local college, and it's just the the biggest learning experience for all of us. Not to mention, three years ago, ask me how many apps I learned in, or I used in class, <laughs> because embarrassingly, I'll tell you zero, zero, three years ago, zero. Now I can't even. I don't even. Re- I don't know. We're off the charts. I mean, I could learn thirty in a month. It's so insane. So. These, you know, these pre-service teachers are now like raising my awareness and educating me in the same right. So the what's going on there needs to really go beyond Grove City College. I, I would love to see this power that she, you know, has lit there in that world to, um, you know, find its way out. But if you're not following her on Twitter, oh, please do, because it, it's life changing. Well, I know you were thinking we're touching on new teachers. I mean, the the things that I've been able to learn from new educators entering the field. I mean, I consider myself a newer teacher, but gosh, they, the ones that enter that are even more new than I am have so much that they can teach you. And that's actually what I was going to ask you next is what advice do you give to new teachers? The ones that are obviously teaching everybody new tech and teaching everybody new strategies of looking at the classroom, but what advice do they need uh, to really be successful? I, I love this question. Uh, actually, my my most current virtual student is Ashlyn Tucker from Grove City, and we were just in we were just in a Google Hangout the other day, and she had asked me this. And um, my biggest thing for her is 
you know, you're going to, you're going to walk away with a degree or you've already walked away with this degree and, and it is most notably worthy of acknowledgement, but it will never define your learning ever. You never stop learning that degree. I mean, I'm the, I'm the only one in my family, um, in my immediate family that graduated from uh, college and I have some successful stories about my family. I mean, my brother's finishing 26 years in the military and I'm not trying to get sidetracked. I'm saying that his learning never stopped. He just was promoted to CW5. That would never have happened if he would have thought when he was on his first level that he was done learning. So this is not just about a classroom. You know, we as educators need to realize that if we're gonna raise these kids to get out in the world, they can't think that their learning caps off at a certain time frame of their life. They turn 18 and what, they know everything. They get a de one degree under the belt, they know everything, two, three degrees. So we need to make sure that they understand that they can never allow themselves to believe that that is like, uh, there's an end to that. There's, there is no such thing. So it never, and not one single part of it is an isolated journey, not one part of it. So we're, we're just always continuously building um, on our previous learning, I, one thing I've always said, you know, this is not a competition between me and you and you and the next person. Like the biggest thing is to remember that like my my thing is to be better than my yesterday. That's, that's what I'm asking for. So that like being better than my yesterday, I need to know what that looks like by like looking forward. I, and so that to me, I just think that these teachers need to realize, even my pre-service teacher right now, she's in her freshman year. If she thinks this is a one and done experience, that this tech class that she's taking and never has to take again is the albeit, she's gonna be in big trouble come her senior year, four years later and all the apps and what education will look like then. So, you know, empowering yourself and humbling yourself to know that learning never ends. I love that you you t you you basically just screamed the whole teach better philosophy there that we're just always trying to be trying to be better today than we were this yesterday better tomorrow right it's just it's constant and I love it um I wanted to I, I, I you might have twisted it in here somewhere or whatever but I I love your your true grit and your legit learning can you <laughs> can you give us like the the quick quick rundown of, of legit learning and then also your, your true grit that you try to instill in your students, like what those, sure. what those mean? Um, I guess I'll start with true grit just because that is, you know, that was my upbringing. Um, you know, it, it was not the easiest. Like when you say about failing, I mean, I had so many hurdles growing up. And so um, I look back at like what really got me to where I am today. And I, the biggest one is the T, taking risks. I was always the risk taker and that did not always look pretty. <laughs> I mean, taking risks is not like, you know, it's not something that just runs smooth at all points. But if you don't take them and you leave room for regret, man, I'm not even sure I could live in my own skin that way. So taking risks and being okay with what that outcome is. Um, the R um, is for resilience. And, you know, because you're going to take that risk and it's not going to go so great. You are going to have failures for sure. So having that resilience in place, the use for ultimate listening skills, you know, that goes back to that moment that I was talking to that parent. That parent needed me to listen. And uh, not only do I need to listen, but my students need to listen to one another. You know, everything that's happening um, to really to move forward, you really need to be able to listen and know where you're at. So uh, then it takes me into the E is empathy. 
because you're not going to know everybody's situation. Um, and you, it's going to be hard sometimes to really understand it if you've never lived it. But that empathy card right there um, is that moment that you stop and you try to understand. Um, so I think that part of the true is so super important. Um, and the grit is, you know, I'm setting goals all the time. It's never ending. Uh, as soon as I achieve one and there's another one down there, I try not to get too crazy because sometimes I will even overwhelm myself. And I I want to be able to be that um, uh I want to be that example for my students to not overwhelm themselves, but to always keep a goal in place. Uh, so the the R there is for being responsible. Um, you know, be responsible for yourself. You have to really stop and think to yourself, like, what does that look like? Um, you know, I, I don't want to be pointing fingers. I want to know that, like, me and my education, like me, myself, and my education, I am responsible for it. I have ownership there. Uh, the I... Um, that's a big one for me because uh, I have a son who um, has clinical OCD and uh, that perfectionist mindset for him at a young age was so debilitating. So I've always been one to say, imagine excellence, not perfection. So I take that into the classroom and the, the T on grit goes, you know, back to um, even in the true part uh, with the resilience, but it's tough mindset, you know, and they, they go together, but they are different. Um, having that tough mindset, you know, that thicker skin to be able to experience life and to go in there knowing, listen, this isn't always going to be easy. The conversations are not going to be easy. And sometimes those are the best outcomes. You know, things in life that are easy, they're fabulous and they feel good for the moment. But you talk about those ones that you really had to tough it out. Those are the ones you probably go back and really remember. So that's that's a, that's my true grit. I that's actually the name of my website. So uh, hopefully it resonates with others. And then you want me to talk about legit for yeah. a Jeff? Yeah. Can you give us give us give us the quick the quick overview of of the of legit and your legit learning? Okay. So the L in legit is locating their coordinates, meet them where they're at, because the fact there is that you need to know everybody's story. You need to. Relationships matter. So you got to get in there. You got to figure out where they're at. If you ever want to move someone forward, you better know where they're at. The E is empower them to move forward. And you can't get there until you have the L in place. So once you're there, empower them to move forward. Like, don't do it for them. Find a way to help them. The, the reason why they're not moving forward is because they don't know how to get themselves there. So what can you do to empower them? Um, the G goes right back to goals. I can't say it enough. The I, imagining a better you. Um, because you know, we're never, we're never done. It goes back to that advice. I'd give that, you know, that new teacher, we're never done. So imagine a better you because it does exist. And the T is together is better. I mean, look at, look at us and look at our powerful learning that's taken place between us, you know, mastery chat, teach better, you know, the whole, the grid method, all of it. And it just expands. It just goes on and on and on and on. And so, I revisit trust with that, um, with that T, with the together is better because you really have to trust. You have to be, allow yourself to be vulnerable and trust others to be able to, to make it all happen. So, yeah, that's my legit. I love it. You're legit, Kristen. Ah, hey, you guys are <laughs> doing crack me up. All right, all right. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna throw a challenge at you. We're gonna do the next six, but you got to try and answer them in 15 seconds or less. <laughs> this is hysterical. Just <laughs> saying that is funny, isn't it? <laughs> And I, I know, I know it might be hard for you, so we'll see. But here we okay. go. You re are you let's ready? Yeah, right. let's do it. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Okay, um, I'm going to say Book Creator. Um, I really want to say Flipgrid, but I'm going to say Book Creator because 
it has changed everything for my kids um, for like uh, going into uh, like creating and designing and showing their voice and being able to do book snaps. It's like it's something easy that everybody can connect to. Awesome. What is uh, what's one book that you're reading right now? Okay, so right now I am into The Pepper Effect by um, Sean Gillard, but I feel mm. like I'm waiting on uh, Make Learning Magical by my good <laughs> friend Tisha. I do love my DBC family, but JC Mazik has a few coming out too, um, as well as um, Rochelle uh, Pouts. So I, I, I'm waiting for a few more to come out too, but yeah. Awesome. <laughs> who, who, who do we need to follow on Twitter right now? Oh, well, you know... I got my big family going on here. So, of course, you guys, um, getting into the Burgess family. Uh, we can't go wrong with my my Martin girls between Katie and Tara. We've got George. But, you know, those tend to be like more common names that, um, it, believe it or not, some people don't actually know to follow them. But so definitely get on there for them. But Sam Fesich, um, I mentioned her earlier. JC Maslick, she's my assistant super. She is a huge game changer. Um Anik Rausch, uh, another one, Mike Mohammed. These are people that go back um, a few years ago, um, and I have just built huge relationships with them. But yeah, get on. And listen, my four o'clock faculty group, my PLN, amazing people. And it is like, I mean, bursting at the seams at all times. So, yeah, definitely lots of people there. Awesome. What's the best YouTube channel for um, educators? Mm. So, um, I am a heck awesome fan with Carrie Bachlam because she is in my classroom nice. every day, even when she doesn't know it. <laughs> so <laughs> no, seriously, Carrie, I'm always watching her channel with my students. Um, of course, Michael Matera, um, Explore Like a Pirate. These are like two of my foundational ones. So I'm looking forward to getting to, into other ones, but these two are one of my big channels. Yeah. Awesome. What's one daily, weekly, or monthly routine that every teacher should get into? <laughs> Love love your students know their story be there up front and center celebrating every one of their successes every single day love on them and what is the best piece of advice you've ever received um you know i think the biggest piece of advice came from a former uh classroom aide and she said fear and faith cannot live in the same space take mm -hmm. the risk no room for regret. And so that fear and faith, I mean, wow, that that's profound for me. And I, and I definitely lead by that example. Love it. You know, Kristen, I might have the most important question for you because you've shared so much insight that I know that all of our listeners are going to want to connect with you and just keep the learning going. So how do people get in touch with you? Oh my goodness. I would love for people to do that because I'm always looking to follow people back and just broaden my own horizons. So I try to keep it very simple. I use my last name. Um, so you can connect with me on Twitter um, and Instagram with Nan and then KR for Kristen. 1120. It's a special date for me because that is my anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, so Nan KR 1120. Um, my blog is simple again, ChristianNan.com. Facebook page, Kristen Nan. Um, I do have a class YouTube channel. So that is under Kristen Nan. So I'm hoping that I've kept it pretty simple for everyone. So definitely, I would love to have people reach out and I could follow them back. Kristen, your anniversary is 1120. Mine's 1115. Is it? I oh know. My goodness, that's we so can fabulous. celebrate together. Yes, we can. This will be 19 years that he has totally put up with my craziness oh man okay well mine has put up with my craziness but it's only been four years sorry dan okay. four years is all good girl it's all good 
All right. Well, you all know that you can find all the links and resources and everything that we've talked about and mentioned in the episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those links uh, to connect with Kristen. We'll make sure we have everything over there in the show notes. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really, really appreciate that as well. Kristen, friend, rock star, just <laughs> awesomeness. Um, really, really appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us, having some fun, sharing your stories, and just just chatting with us. Uh, truly, truly appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. You guys are a blast. I love being in your world. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. You're a rock star. And until next time, guys, let's get out there and let's teach better. Mm-hmm.